Hey there, welcome to The Third Seat. This is the show where we have open and honest dialogues with experts who have a unique perspective to share straight to you. I'm your host, Daniel Trinum with Croft & Frost, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. As always, all links as well as relative information will be in the description of this episode down below. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's join into the conversation. Uh, my guest today is someone that I am really looking forward to talking to. He finds himself in a very interesting field, a field that a lot of people my age and younger and some that are older uh, continue to aspire to from what I can, from what I can uh, tell. And I think that our conversation today will be very fruitful and I, I really hope that you all enjoy. Uh, he is someone that works a lot in the multimedia space. He's a photographer. Uh, he hosts the Beautiful Mess podcast uh, and he does all different kinds of uh, work in that field. And so I'm really excited to talk to my friend Paul today. Paul, thank you for coming on. Th thank you, Daniel. This, this is such a pleasure and honor to be on the third seat. Um, I'm really loving this opportunity. Uh, so basically, I started out with content creation, um, I mean, at a young age, like, yeah. you know, it was something that I always enjoyed doing on the side. I'm in a very musical family, and mm -hmm. so uh, creativity and art was always a part of our life. Mm -hmm. Like, and so, you know, whether it was making funny music videos or, mm -hmm. you know, what, what not, like, we always enjoyed doing that. Uh, but now, like, I, I kind of decided, it was actually about a year ago that I started my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I need to put out more content, yeah. I, I'll be completely <laughs> honest, but it's amazing to see, like, just the growth of that and the decision to just start that. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm so glad that I started that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are in that position where they want to do something like that, mm -hmm. and they just don't have the, like, encouragement or mm -hmm. they don't have the roadmap to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you touched, touched a little bit about, uh, you know, you've grown up, you, you know, did a lot of things like that, but what exactly specifically about wanting to create a YouTube channel? What, what about that specifically drove you to want to do that? Because I mean, you know, you don't have to look very far in YouTube to know that it's kind of the wild west. I mean, it, there's a lot of people that have made their careers on there and there's some that have not. Uh, but you know, it, it's, it's really an opportunity from what I can tell where, uh, you really can make of it whatever you put into it, you know? Uh, so what is it that drove you to want to do that? So, I mean, I love YouTube because like anyone's, <clears throat> like it's a free platform for anyone to that wants to share their like ideas, uh, information, tutorials, like, I mean, it's, it's really an open space and I, I would, I don't know, it was my platform of choice when I wanted to listen to music or just like learn things. I call it YouTube University. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so like, I just feel like it's a great, platform and I mean it's basically the biggest search engine mm -hmm. so like if you're interested in learning something you just google it and you know because it's this now google and youtube are kind of like the same thing mm -hmm. uh that's where like you'll, you'll find whatever you're looking for yeah. so I mean it's just like the platform yeah. I'd say yeah how would you describe the content that you've made? I mean youtube isn't the only thing that you do uh like I said you host the the beautiful mess podcast you have the uh, the work you do on YouTube, along with that, you, you know, photography and all different other kinds of, you know, avenues of content creation that you work in. But specifically with YouTube, how would you personally describe what you do on there? Uh, what would you, if, if you could, I mean, you know, I don't want to put you too much into a box because you do a lot of different things. But if you could like set parameters like, yeah, this is kind of what I do on there. What would you, how would you describe it? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, they, they always talk about the niches. Like yeah. it's important to select your niche. Like, and, and I actually will say that I'm still, kind of trying to figure out my niche. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. When I started out, it was actually because 
I had the question, what wireless router should I buy? You yeah. know, and then there was just We've like- We've all a, been on YouTube <laughs> at some point, like looking up those tutorials, like what do I need, How, you know? Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. so I was like, if I'm searching for this, surely there's tons of other people that are interested in finding out what wireless router they need. Mm -hmm. And so I decided instead of just buying one wireless router, I was going to buy three. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up testing them out uh, and sharing that with you know people so that they could uh, get that information. And that was really what started it was just like, I, I just realized like, hey, I'm needing to buy a wireless router anyways. Might as well get enough to like make a review. Yeah. And uh, that, that's what started it. And since then, like I've done, I would say tech mm -hmm. and then also productivity. Those are probably the two main categories yeah. that I, I like to go between. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it's kind of open-ended book at this point, yeah. but I'd say so far tech and productivity are the two things. I, I I'm glad you chose to call it an open-ended book because one, correct me if I'm wrong, one video you recently released was your plan to read, was it 40 books this year? Is that yes, correct? Yes. I want to know, how's that going? I want to know what, what's your, describe your plan a little bit there because I, I have become, we were talking just yesterday with, with the guy I was interviewing, just I was not an avid reader growing up. I was, I was not the kind of person that would sit down and read a book, but I've become much more of a reader in the past few years. And so I'm curious to know what your strategy is to accomplish that and just how that's going for you so far. Absolutely. So yeah. that was uh, one of the episodes on The Beautiful Mess. And basically I just talked about, I, I love books. Mm -hmm. I mean, books are the, the, a great way to learn. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I decided to set myself the goal of reading 40 books. I just felt like it was something that I could do yeah. based on like the previous year, I started listening to audiobooks and I was like, holy cow, like if I listen to books at two times speed, mm -hmm. I can get through, you know, a book in mm -hmm. maybe a couple days. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, books are just like such a good way to learn and why not start doing that? And so I made myself a list of books uh, that I want to read. Yeah. And so I've been just like going through that list yeah. and like, you know, I, I love our library, mm -hmm. the Chattanooga library. Like they, there's so many resources available there, uh, Libby, Hoopla, and I just love you know borrowing those books, mm -hmm. listening to them uh, on my commute. Yeah, like just doing the dishes, whatnot. It's yeah. just like a great way to continue learning. Yeah. So you're more of an audiobook kind of guy. Recently, yeah, I, I love books too. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. physical books, yeah. but audiobooks, like I don't know, it's a lot easier yeah. and like. You can just pop in your earbuds yeah. and you're good to go. I've never I've never tried an audiobook, but I, I've thought about uh, trying it. Not that I'm against it or anything, but like uh, I thought about trying it out just because one, it's it's you know, you don't have to pay for the physical book itself, so there's probably a little bit cheaper. Uh, but also just, you know, uh, like you said, you can effectively read it uh, at a little bit quicker pace. You know, I I, I feel like I'm personally kind of a slow reader. I don't know, maybe I'm not compared to some people, who knows, but uh, but I feel like if somebody else, I'm definitely a faster speaker than I am a reader, <laughs> if, if you can't tell. Um, and so I, I, I would like to try that at some point. I haven't done it yet. Uh, but what are, what are you currently, I'm curious, what are you currently reading and what would you recommend for anybody that's, that's listening? Yeah, so books <clears throat> I recommend related to the field, um, one that I'm really, passionate about is Atomic Habits by mm -hmm. James Clear. That's like mm -hmm. a, a fantastic yeah. book about just like setting things in order, like mm -hmm. creating good habits that are going to help you get to your goals. Mm -hmm. um, so I highly recommend that one. Uh, and then Austin Kleon's books are fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, actually, those I'm reading a physical book. Um, they're kind of a art piece of art too, because mm -hmm. he, he's like an artist. Um, but he's got Show Your Work, which is the one I'm currently reading, uh, Steal Like an Artist, and um, Keep Going. Mm -hmm. So those, those books are fantastic. If you're 
looking to go to in creative field, highly yeah. recommend starting yeah. with those books. And what was his name? Uh, Austin Cleon. Gotcha. I'll have to check him out. I've, I've heard of I've heard of Atomic Habits. I've heard so many people say that Atomic Habits is fantastic. So I definitely at this point I just need to read it and see what all the hype is about. But <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and one other book that I will say was like pivotal mm -hmm. to like my change from going like basically before becoming a content creator mm -hmm. I was a music director mm -hmm. and so like I wanted to make the change in like because with my family you know being gone weekends holidays like it was just tough yeah. and so like we decided that it was like you know I wanted to make a change and explore another creative field and this book called Overlap mm -hmm. um, was very influential it's by Sean West and uh, he talks about basically how you want to overlap into work that you love without burning out or mm. like you know killing yourself in the yeah. process so, yeah uh, that book was very influential because basically he talks about how to go about making the change where you want to set out like a goal and mm. I made that goal I was like change work to uh, you know a career that I'm passionate about yeah and so I set the date a year ahead and like he talks about how you want to list out like all the things like that you want to accomplish and then choose one thing mm -hmm. and just like really focus on that write out 20 things that you can do on a daily basis yeah. to get closer to that and it was just like super practical mm -hmm. and I was like it made it like I can work towards yeah. it on a yeah. regular basis yeah yeah you talked about just you briefly spoke just about how this book it uh, positively impacted you in a way that it's kind of got you going and, and wanting to find a career that uh, the work that you do fulfills you more and it, it, you're a little bit more passionate about it. What, I, I always hear this from people and like, I think that that idea is something that every, I've, I've yet to meet a single person that has yet to say like, oh, I want to find a career or I, you know, I want to work in a career that I'm passionate about, whether they do or they, they currently do or they, they do not. Uh, what, for you, what, not necessarily what drove you to want to do what you're doing now, but uh, what are just some tips that you would give to anybody that is wanting to do that? That is wanting, not, that not necessarily be in like content creation, but is trying to find their, you know, career that they're passionate about. Because it's no secret that a lot of people, they work the jobs that they work just to make ends meet. You know, they're doing it to, there's no shame in that. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I've never met a person that hasn't said, yeah, the work, I want the work that I do to mean something to me. I want it to fulfill me. What is it, you know, what steps have you taken in your life to find that path for you that you could try to pass on to others? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think like the, it's your deathbed. Like, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, scenario where you put yourself in your deathbed and like you're looking at the end of your life. What do you want people to say about you? Mm -hmm. What do you want like you to be remembered for? Like, and I think that kind of like you reverse engineer mm -hmm. like where you want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think what a lot of people have a problem with is just, choosing something mm -hmm. like I think that's the problem is like there's so many things I could do but like just leaving it open-ended like you're not going to make progress towards yeah. something uh, Jordan Peterson talks about it it's just like you got to pick one thing yeah. and you got to like just go towards it and yeah. then like make progress towards that and then at the end of that year that you've made that progress towards that one thing like even if you end up failing at it at yeah. least you tried something mm -hmm. at least you like went for it and mm -hmm. I, I think that's so important is like people just like kind of live life by default often mm -hmm. it's just like this is what i do day to day like i i'm stuck yeah i feel stuck and i think um maybe take a step back if you feel that way mm -hmm. uh maybe you're in a golden handcuffs job that's what uh Sean West talks about in his uh, book Overlap, like mm -hmm. we're like it's a great job, yeah. like you're getting paid well, uh, the people you work with is great, but you're just like dead, like yeah. you just feel like yeah. it's not like uh, fulfilling to you, um, and I think the idea is that you should be working towards 
making a change into mm-hmm. something that you're passionate about. And so to do that in a way, again, that you don't burn out. And he actually recommends, like, if you're in a job that you don't have, like, even time on the side to work towards mm-hmm. your, like, passion, like, where you just feel burnt out at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you should actually, like, look to find even a temporary job yeah. just to make that change. Yeah, yeah, and, and something, too, that in my young career and young life so far that I have learned and try to stick with me is, you know, a great example, and the one that I'll, I'll use for my own life is, you know, if you go to go to college, you're always you're eventually going to be faced with the question of, okay, what's your major going to be? You know, if you're a freshman, it's like, what are you going to do? Because you got to pick something at some point. Um, for me, going into school, I, like I really didn't have a single clue. Like yeah. I, I knew of a couple things, like I didn't really, I wasn't super drawn towards, but I had no idea. I mean, I I, I grew up in a very small town. We didn't have a ton of you know, our school was kind of limited to the class. Like we didn't have a, aside from the standard classes we could take, there wasn't like a ton of, you know, just out of the ordinary classes that could really uh, test your your interest, you know. And for me, I I started out in engineering and lo and behold, I was terrible at it. I hated it and I didn't (laughs) need to be in it. Uh, So once I was in that point, I was like, okay, I'm obviously need to change my major, but I don't, I still don't know what I want to do. I know I don't want to do this now. uh, I don't know what I want to do. But I realized at that point, is oftentimes it can help to know what you don't want to do than to know what you want to do. Because most people, I know very few people that have, that, you know, from like day one have said, I want to be this thing when I grow up. And they do exactly that. Like they, you know, just take streamline straight there. Because there's a lot of different ups and downs in life. But for me, and I think for most people, we oftentimes know what we don't want to do. You know, I figured out I didn't want to do engineering. I knew I didn't want to teach. I didn't want to, like I was, I've never been artistic. So I was like, I don't need to be like an art major or anything. So kind of by addition, by subtraction, I was able to eliminate those options and say, okay, now I have a more refined group of options here. What can, what should I try from these options, you know? And I think that can be applied in, in just like you were saying in, in our lives overall. If you're looking to maybe make a career change or you're wanting to start that side project and you don't know where to start, maybe it's best to declutter a little bit and say, okay, I know I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't like this. This doesn't fulfill me. And through that process of you know elimination, you've just uh, shrunk down your options a little bit, but in a good way. You, you've, you've limited your options now to where you can, you can pick something and go at it and you have that clarity. Now, like you were talking about, you can start something try to excel at it and i think that clarity is what helps a lot in finding what we want to do with our lives you know uh, it allows us to know better okay i do enjoy this i don't enjoy that and we can better find what fulfills us you know absolutely uh, yeah absolutely it, it actually reminds me of two youtubers in particular uh that kind of did something similar where uh matt diavella i, I think love him. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's, awesome. he's awesome and he, basically he just decided that like he wanted to try his luck at YouTube and I think he committed like three years where he was just gonna like have a go at it and see what happened. Yeah. And um, another person is Sarah Dietschy. Uh, she's a tech tuber I'd say. And uh, she like basically has been going from like one passion to another passion to it. And like that was how she found YouTube. Yeah. It was like she just realized that she was passionate about like these particular things mm-hmm. and YouTube was kind of like that you know, yeah. put it all together and, yeah. you know, it, it was a great platform yeah. for her. Um, and so I, I think that's like a good way. It's just like trying out different things, mm-hmm. see what you like, but at some point you just have to like pick something mm-hmm. and just like go at it, yeah. you know, and, and 
yeah. see, see where you go. Yeah. It was kind of like, like when I was younger, I played a lot of sports, but the reason why, I, my favorite sport growing up was always basketball, but like my parents, whenever I was younger, they were like, we're just going to put you in everything. Like we're just, you're just going to put, put you in, we're going to put you in soccer and this, that, and the other. Like I played all the sports and at some point I just had to pick one, you know, I was like, okay, I don't really enjoy these as much. I do, I kind of like these, but this is my, my favorite one, you know, I just, it's a silly little side tangent, but uh, as I mentioned just a minute ago, I am not the most traditionally artistic person. I've, I've said this before on here. I have never been great at like your, your painting or your drawing or, or you know your, what you think of like traditional arts to be. Uh, I tried once to learn how to play the guitar and I just have massive hands, and so, but my fingers are huge and so it, I just was never great at uh, playing guitar. I've never been great with instruments. It's just not my forte. Uh, but I'm curious to know for you as someone that you know, you work. You talked about how you worked in. Do you play any instruments? Yes. Did, yes. What, what instruments so, do you play? Guitar, piano, organ, uh, ukulele. I mean, oh, wow. violin. Yeah. Uh, dabbled in a little cello. Yeah. Saxophone. Like yeah. I, I, I dabbled in a ton. Anything that makes a noise, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, music was my major, yeah. so you know, naturally, yeah. I, I got to do a lot of that. Voice is actually yeah. my primary instrument. Um, so like, it, it was really neat being yeah. able to like explore, try out different yeah. instruments. And what I realized was like, when I decided that I wanted to be a professional musician, uh, I realized the importance of keyboard. You know, right. like, so it's, it's like those little things that you yeah. realize like, if I want to get to here, I need to start focusing yeah. my work. And so I did that. Um, but like making the change into music and like where I wanted to make that my career path and now creativity and content creation uh, I kind of did a similar, you know, assessment. It's like, mm -hmm. if I want to get here, how am I going to get there? And um, I had a internship uh, with Corey Hyman from Likeable Art, who basically gave me that roadmap. Mm -hmm. Like he took me under his wing and like kind of showed me uh, his creative process behind like how he mm -hmm. creates his content. And that was like just very formative to me. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I would be here yeah. like today yeah. if it wasn't for him. What is your creative process like? Because I mean, obviously, like you just said, you can play all kinds of instruments. Uh, you know, you do photography, you do online content creation. I mean, these are fields that there's not necessarily, there's obviously, there's some tried and true methods oftentimes, especially with like, you know, creating music, but a lot of it, it's very subjective. You know, you think of like a, a great song. Uh, well, why is it great? Well, it's somewhat up to the interpretation of the listener, you know, and same thing. Uh, it's like, well, why do some YouTube videos get so many more views than others? Like, well, it's somewhat up to the interpretation of the viewer. Uh, and so the reason I'm saying that is the way that you create, uh, whether it's music or a video or anything, it's not there's a lot of gray area, I would imagine. There's not like a, you know, take this step and then take this step and take this step and congratulations, you've made it, you know. It's, it's a little up in the air. So what is your personal creative process like, whether it's for music or for art or for photography or, you know, online content creation on YouTube, but what, what is that like for you? So I would say like anyone beginning, it's important to keep in mind that like, you're going to suck at the beginning. Like just, <laughs> Like just understand that yeah. and uh, be okay with imperfection. Um, there's a great quote by Ira Glass uh, called The Gap. If you search The Gap, Ira Glass, mm -hmm. highly recommend it. Um, but he talks about how you have good taste, mm -hmm. but you suck at like, <laughs> so you, you need to like suck for like a, a while yeah. to get to, yeah. you know, the good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, um, and, and a lot of YouTubers talk about it. You have to put in like a hundred videos. Mm -hmm. You just have to like, do the repetition. It's like, you know, putting in the reps, yeah. you know, if you want to learn an instrument, you got to put in the hours mm -hmm. and, and just do it. 
Um, obviously, there, you can get shortcuts, you know, when you have people like I did with Corey Hyman, like he just kind of gave me that, you know, mm -hmm. boost that sped things along. I would highly recommend surrounding yourself with other creative people um, that can help you kind of create that community. Mr. Beast, uh, I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with him, yeah, but yeah. One, one of the top YouTubers yeah. uh, talks about how, uh, you know, you have to basically create a community of people like trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, you're all going to make the same mistakes, mm -hmm. but then you're all going to learn from the mistakes and be able to progress mm -hmm. a lot faster. Yeah. Um, but as far as like creative process, like I would, um, Corey Hyman, uh, like he came up with this thing called the Spark Session. Uh, and it's, it's like really cool. It's kind of like, I don't know, jazz for creativity. Yeah. Like where yeah. basically you listen to like three songs and you just like on a particular topic, like mm -hmm. maybe, let's say it's like this interview or something, mm -hmm. you know, you're just going to write down like different ways of like, you know, going about yeah. that. And at the end in the group is like, you're going to share your ideas mm -hmm. and like people are going to be like, Oh, that, that idea like resonated with yeah. me. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and by the end, like you have a couple different things that you can act on. Mm -hmm. um, so I, th I think that's cool. It's like, don't start at a closed book, like yeah. kind of have it very open. Like, yeah maybe there's a better way to do something yeah. uh, than the, like the traditional method and just like be open to that. Um, yeah. And I, I think too, something you touched on a little bit is, is, you know, there's obviously in every field, there's some overnight sensations. You know, I think of like, like I said, I played basketball a lot growing up and I would always hear the story. Like you see the guys that like from the first time they picked up a basketball, they could just do everything. Like they're just so good at it naturally. And I was always jealous of those people. Uh, but <laughs> you know, not, most people, it's going to take time, whatever yes. field you're in, whether yes. you're, you know, doing something like what you're doing or you're taking a totally different route, you know, whatever it is, um, it's going to take time. And Oftentimes, those failures or those those duds or those experiences where you think it's going to do really well and it just kind of falls flat on its face, those are the best learning experiences in in my life. Like even you know, I'm not like a I'm not I'm the the content that we produce here is a little bit different than what you do, but um, you know, in my life personally, I know that the times where I've failed or seemingly failed or I've fallen short. At the moment, I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, I just, it was so frustrating. But yeah. looking back, those moments are the moments that teach you the most. Those experiences are what you can take with you and say, okay, well, this is where I should have done this, or I should have done this instead, or I shouldn't have done this, whatever, you know. Uh, I think those are the most, the most chances for us to learn. And if we have that perspective where our failures are not failures and that's it, they're failures, but they offer us the chance to learn and grow. That's the best, you know, perspective I can think to have uh, when going down any path in life. You know, whether it's uh, something, you know, somewhat freelance like you do, or if it's, you know, more structured and, and corporate, whatever it is, being willing to accept those failures and learn from them is incredibly important. I think. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. It, it, that's like the whole basis yeah. of the beautiful mess. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. Me and my buddy uh, that started the beautiful mess, we were just like, you know, talking on the phone one day, and he was like we should document this. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess his, this idea came about from Gary Vaynerchuk, mm -hmm. uh, Gary V. And like, he, you know, has this saying that you want to document, not create. Like, so instead of like focusing on like creating something new, it's like document your process. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to 
turn on the camera yeah. and just like start even though we didn't even have a name for the podcast yeah. when we first started like we were just like this is going to be raw it's going to be real but we're just going to go for it like yeah. dive full, full you know head in um and it, it's been great like it's been such a learning experience mm -hmm. like it's always been a dream of mine starting a podcast since mm -hmm. i was like a little kid and so like it was a fulfillment of that just starting it and uh it's, it's been great. Yeah. Uh, I'm a firm believer in progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. like, as a perfectionist, I have to yeah. remind myself yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's, that's, that's important, too, because, I mean, when you think about it, like, whatever your definition of perfection is, like, nobody's going to get to that point. Like, I've been talking about basketball. You think of whoever the greatest player you can think of in basketball. They're going to miss shots. They're going to have turnovers. They're going to lose games. Nobody's ever going to get to that point of perfection, whatever that looks like to you. But it goes back to the old cliche of it's not necessarily about the destination, it's about the journey, you know? Yeah. Uh, learning as you're pursuing that, you know, maybe you are pursuing whatever that, per that perfect version of yourself looks like, you're probably not gonna reach that, but that's okay. What you learn along the way during that pursuit is so much more important. Um, and I think that's that's really cool that that's kind of the the idea behind this podcast that you all do is is it's not necessarily about creating like the best content and the most eye grabbing stuff. It's about documenting real life experiences and the lessons that you learn uh, with you and your friend and and how that can apply to anybody's life. Yeah, uh, I think that's really cool, and I think that would really resonate with a lot of people. You know? And I think another thing to keep in mind, this is something that I, I've had to accept and learn because I'm, I'm, all, I'm a big fan of quality. Mm -hmm. Like I love to you know, make things the highest resolution, you know, that whatever I can to make it high quality. However, what I realized was that quantity leads to quality. Mm -hmm. And that was like an important like mind, like, like shift in mindset because like all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's okay if it's not awesome right now. Yeah. I'll get there, yeah. but I have to be okay with things being okay um, because th they've done studies and like uh, I think there was a case with pottery where they told them to make you know one group make the best pot you know mm -hmm. with pottery and then the other person uh, make as many pots mm -hmm. and like in the end the people that made more ended up with a better yeah. product. Uh, yeah. The same thing with these photo students. They had one group of students, you know, take the best picture. They could only take one picture, but it had to be the, like the best picture. Yeah. And another group of picture where they took tons of pictures. Yeah. The group that took tons of pictures yeah. ended up with better pictures. Yeah. Well, it's it's similar. I mean, it, and that can be applied to anything. You know, something that is all like I hear people talk about it a lot. Like, you know, I like to go to the gym and exercise and stuff like that. And and something that's always talked about in like online fitness communities is you got to make sure your form is perfect. You got to you got to have the perfect form, everything, which is 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 important. But like, you know, if if I walked up to you and said, okay, I want you to do the perfect squat, it's like you've got one chance. <laughs> and if you've never done it before, or maybe you haven't done that often, it's like okay, well, I don't know if I'm gonna get this, but if I you know, said, hey, you've got like a year, you've got a year or two years to do your best version of a squat, like you've got all that time to work on it and, per and perfect it and know what doesn't work, what does work, and it's, it's the same amount, you know, the same yeah. process applies to whatever is in your life. Not that quantity always trumps quality, because you should try your best, uh, but being willing to practice consistency and to accept, you know, if you're making pottery, to accept the broken pots and the and the kind of deformed ones, uh, to learn from those and apply that to your life. However, I think it's really important, and uh, I think that's I think it's a really cool analogy. Uh, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the gym. Yeah. Like I have never really stepped much into a gym until last year mm -hmm. like I, I decided that I, it was one of my goals for that year I was mm -hmm. like I want to get fit mm -hmm. and like, so I had to accept that like I don't really know anything yeah. about lifting weights or yeah. something and so I joined this gym uh, full steam CrossFit and it's been amazing mm -hmm. I mean like uh, just having them kind of teach me and like the biggest 
part of it is just showing up. Mm-hmm. Like, but I it feel is. amazing yeah. afterwards. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, but you just have to like yeah. realize that it might not be perfect the first few times, yeah. but I know so much more yeah. than I did last year yeah. before I entered a gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and just that, that idea of just showing up. Like, not that, you know, I think a lot of people, especially my age, like maybe you're finishing college or you're just a young professional and you're trying to figure out what you want to do. You're not going to have all the answers right away. You're not going to know how to do everything perfect and correct the first time. Maybe not the first 100 times, whatever it is. Um, but being willing to just show up and say, okay, I don't know what's going to happen today necessarily. I don't know what I want, but I'm going to make my best effort today in doing whatever it is that you do. Um, that's incredibly important. I like. I, I personally think consistency and just showing up every day and, and being willing to put in the hours and whatever you do is going to pay so many, so many dividends. Uh, I was a finance major in school and something they always talked about is, you know, you hear the stories of people like they'd invest this many dollars in this company and it, sh- it blew up overnight. They sold other shares and they made a fortune overnight. That's certainly possible. It's right. not that you can't do that. But 99% of people do not do that. Like yeah. it's it's so incredibly difficult to predict that or to even randomly make that happen. However, what's almost virtually I don't want to use the word guaranteed, like but what's virtually like is a, a much greater chance of occurring is if you are willing to let your money sit in the market over time, you yeah. know, consistently building, going through the ups and the downs, there's a very good chance that you're going to end up a lot better than you are when you started. And that, that analogy right there, not that I'm saying you should go invest your money in some area, some area or not, uh, that analogy of sticking with something over time and allowing it to grow and allowing you to grow in the process is, it can be applied anywhere. It, yeah. it really can. I, it, it doesn't have to be in your money per se. It can be in your health. It can be in your, your work, uh, your job, your, your relationships, your family, whatever it is. You don't have to fix things overnight necessarily. Being willing to stick with it through the ups and the downs, through the good and the bad, um, that really, and being consistent with it, is is what pays the most dividends in the end, I believe. And you know, it's it's just like what you're talking about with your podcast. It's 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 going to be a mess a lot of times, but you learn over time that that mess can be beautiful. You know, we learn a lot from that. And uh, I just, yeah, uh, I think that can be applied in a lot of ways in life. You know, yeah, I, I love that analogy of the investment. I mean, yeah. it's it's so true. Like the more you put in, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people get intimidated. They're like, I haven't started investing yet. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so like, but in reality, whether it's creativity or investing or whatever, like. Today is the best day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't change the past, but you can start today. Yeah. And so that, that's my biggest recommendation to anyone that's endeavoring to start something is like, don't wait. Yeah. Just like find the baby steps that you can take that'll, you know, yeah. get you on the right yeah. path. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, before you started, like really, I mean, obviously you've been working in the multimedia avenue for a while, but before you started, you know, creating your podcast and you do your online creation on YouTube, before all of that, I would imagine, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, and if, if I'm wrong, then, you know, this would be a really short answer. Uh, <laughs> but I would imagine you probably had some anxieties and, and, and like worries and insecurities about starting that. And I know for me, if I'm going to ever start, I mean, even with this podcast right here, before we ever started, I was like, who the heck am I? Like interviewing people, like, what do, who do I think I am? You know, and there was all kinds of thoughts in my head, like, I don't know if I should do this, like, if we, if this is what we should be doing and I would imagine is was that the case for you at, at any point before you really started all of this yes yes so yeah. I, I would say like going back growing up like I was an actor mm-hmm. and so like that and and yeah. singing on stage like those two things like I was deathly afraid of um, yeah it's so surprising that right now you know I'm just 
Yeah. It's, it's chill. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but like growing up, like I was deathly like, I would get like yeah. shaky yeah, and just like, yeah. like extra yeah. vibrato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I guess like by repetition, yeah. by like getting comfortable yeah. on stage or in front of a camera, yeah. um, and you just have to accept the fact that, and, and yeah, some other YouTubers talk about this is like, you know, a lot of people are concerned, what will other people think? Mm -hmm. And his, his answer is like, most people actually won't really care at all. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, may, yeah. maybe they'll watch it, maybe they won't, but yeah. like whether it's your work, you know, yeah. co-workers or whatever, yeah. like it's probably not going to matter that much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially if it's like something, something that you're passionate about, mm -hmm. I mean, it's you, it's like who you are and mm -hmm. like, why wouldn't you want to share that with others mm -hmm. um, and like express yourself? But yeah, I would say like, it's important just to like be comfortable, like sharing yourself with others and, you know, just do it. Mm -hmm. Like that's basically where, you know, you just have to get over that yeah. hurdle. I mean, yeah. I'm sure like maybe the first podcast that yeah. you did, it was just like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how, how am I like, yeah. 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 But like, I think by repetition and just yeah. like, um, getting comfortable, it's just, and be, be yourself. Yeah. Like that, that's my biggest recommendation is because like YouTubers, especially like you can spot it a mile away. Yeah. And that's why like some YouTubers never make it. It's like, they just, it's very stiff. It's yeah. very like unorganic or like they're trying to be someone that they're not. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you have to be true to yourself and yeah. not try to be somebody. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to ask you is like, you know, it's no secret and not that this is necessarily a bad thing to like, I'll use the word filter. Like, you know, there, there's tons of content on the internet where like the reality of whatever's being posted is not necessarily true to the product that is put on the internet. And not that it's necessarily a bad thing, like, you know, I've put filters on things before, I've altered stuff, like, you know, everybody can do whatever they want. But my question for you is, that can sometimes be good and sometimes be not so good. How do you, as a person that is, you know, on the internet in a lot of different ways, you, you know, uh, you have your podcast, YouTube, and I'm sure you do all different other kind of things. How do you stay authentic? Because a lot of people, I know especially my age and younger, like my generation, we've grown up with computers. Like I, I cannot remember a time where there wasn't, I, I remember briefly like when there weren't, like, like weren't iPhones, but I can't think of a time where there weren't computers everywhere around me all the time. Like we've grown up with it. And so I know people my age a lot and, and younger, it really affects them. Like they, you can almost have like an identity crisis. Like is, is the real me, the person that's online? Like how do I make sense of these two different dynamics in, in my real life and the life that I'm showing, that I show on my phone and in a computer, it can be kind of intimidating at times to try and address that. How do you, as someone that is online a lot, stay authentic and, and try to remain, uh, you know, not as like original to yourself, not necessarily like creating original content, but original and authentic to yourself. Yeah, I, I think it's just like, you have to be honest with your audience because, um, you know, that, that's something that I made sure from the get go is like, I'm never going to post something if I don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. Because like, if I post something and like, let's say it's a product review mm -hmm. and someone paid me money to do a review mm -hmm. and like, I just said, this product's amazing. Yeah. And it wasn't like, yeah. I would feel terrible, you know, just like telling a family member or somebody and, and I just wouldn't want that for anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that like, you, you just have to be true to who you are. And like, I, I just, yeah, it's non-negotiable. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't want to like put myself out there if it's going to like impact someone in a bad way. Yeah. 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 And I think another thing too, like, I don't know the best way to quantify it, but 
I think it's important to understand what you want out of, or what you you think you want out of, you know, whether it's social media or, or just the internet or whatever. Because like like I said, I grew up with this. Like, and I remember whenever I got my first smartphone, I was like, okay, I have to get you know Instagram and Twitter and Facebook because that's what everybody around me does. I don't know why I need it, but I need it. Like, I just have to have it. I don't really know why. I'm just here and I'm gonna put stuff out there. And I remember there came a point in my I was like, why am I doing this? Like, what what I've only ever known this. Why am I putting all this stuff out there? Like, who am I trying to please? You know, what what is the goal of me doing this? Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I was yeah. just like, I don't I don't know why I'm doing this. You know, it's just something I've done my whole life. Um, but I I've, I've gotten to a point now where I realize like you kind of it's important for you to know why you want to do it. It's important for you to make make of it what you want to make of it. I love people that use whether it's, you know, YouTube or social media just to document their life however they feel like it. They're not necessarily trying to get the most likes on a picture or they're not trying to get the most engagement. They just want to document what's going on in their life. If you like it, great. If you don't, great, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's like you said, most people aren't gonna care. And so they just wanna put it up for their own enjoyment. I think that's really cool because they've been able to take something kind of ambiguous, kind of like, I don't really know what to make of it, something that's been around for a while now and they've morphed it into something that works for them. They said, you know, I want to take Twitter, I want to take Instagram, whatever it is, this this online uh, community, and morph it into something that pleases me. I'm not necessarily trying to please the people around me, it's just what I get enjoyment out of, and I think that's really important. I think being able to define what these services mean to you yes. is very important, because if you don't, you'll end up like, I did at one point in my life where I was just like, what am I even doing on here? What is going on? Why am I put, posting all these pictures? I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm here, you know, uh, on like, I don't know why I'm posting all these random thoughts and stuff on Twitter. I don't know what's going on. You know, it's, uh, you'll get to that point and it's, it's not a great point to be at, but you can learn a lot from it, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, totally get yeah. what you're saying because I actually left social media at mm -hmm. one point. Yeah. I, I did too. I, I deleted all my accounts. Mm -hmm. Like I was off of it for a while. Um, and I think what I, you know, Simon Sinek, I, I love his stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got like a Ted talk Two, at least two books, probably more at this point, but uh, uh, his big thing is why, mm -hmm. the why behind what you're doing. And so I think I re-entered social media with more of an intentionality mm -hmm. behind it um, and sort of uh, creating like the personal brand. Mm -hmm. Again, Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. he's, he's a big fan of the personal brand. And so that was kind of the catalyst behind it. And also just sharing ideas that I'm passionate about. And I think that other people will benefit from. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole idea behind the beautiful mess is sharing tools and tactics to improve mm -hmm. your life. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, changing the subject just a little bit, uh, you, you briefly mentioned uh, when we first started, I don't know exactly the words you used, but you talked about how, uh, you know, you, you whenever, especially whenever you, you know, started the, the podcast, you just kind of jumped in head first, uh, which can be good, but I think a lot of times individuals that want to create any kind of online presence or whether they want to, you know, try to make a name for themselves in any way or, or whatever, whatever it yeah. is, uh, they oftentimes just kind of go into it without any sort of a plan. They're like, all right, I'm just gonna start posting stuff and throw it out there and they don't, it, it, it just kind of, you just, you kind of fumble everything. It's like, okay, well, you just started throwing stuff out there and none of it really stuck. Um, not that I'm speaking from experience, like I know the best way, but the reason I'm saying all this is, what is, what's the importance to you of making sure, not just in online content creation, but just in life in general, of making sure you go into something with some sort of a plan, like having some foundation in place before you start a new endeavor? Because 
you know, like we were we were talking about uh, earlier, is you don't want to stretch yourself too thin in, in life in general in any way. You don't want to be pulled in a hundred different directions. You want to make sure that the foundation of who you are and what you do is solid, so that when you start these new endeavors, you're you're good. Whether it fails or it succeeds, it's okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna you know lose your mind if, if this tanks or if this succeeds. Either way, you're still safe and secure, and you, you're not stretched too thin. What what is the importance of that to you uh, as someone that's creates a lot of content online? Yeah, so I I'm a, I love the idea of essentialism and minimalism. Uh, so like basically living with less and being intentional about mm-hmm. that. And uh, I think it also applies to how we. You know, choose what we want to work on and what we want to put our time into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, instead of saying yes to everything, mm-hmm. which you're going to end up like hurt, hurting yourself in the long run, yeah. it's like you have to be intentional about what you say no to mm-hmm. and what you say yes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of times we use yes a lot more when we should be actually saying no. Uh, because I think when you start using no, like you start to realize who you are as a mm-hmm. person and you can kind of like you know, you're like chiseling away mm-hmm. your identity mm-hmm. because you're you're saying this is what I'm about and this yeah. is what I'm not about. Yeah. Well, it's just like what we were talking about earlier. I mean, it's it's somewhat addition by subtraction. Again, you know, uh, you know, if if you, we were talking about like health earlier, like if you just ate, if 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 every single food item that was presented in front of you just ate it all the time, like that's not going to be very good for you in the end. You know, there's going to be some good things, some bad things. Uh, but it, it's good to say no to things at times. You know, and and I think that's incredibly important because if there's anything about the internet that, internet that we know is that there is a, there's no uh, end in sight in the amount of options and things that you can try and see and do. Uh, and so being able to, you know, not stretch yourself too, too thin and to be able to say, no, I don't need to do this or no, I don't want to try this. I would rather focus my attention in this area. Um, that's incredibly important. I think that's, that's great. And it can be applied in so many more ways than just, I know we've been spe- specifically talking about, uh, you know, online content creation and our online presence, but uh, that can be applied in so many different ways across life because, again, you don't want to stretch yourself too thin. You don't want to be pull- pulled in a hundred different ways, whether it's at work or whether it's with your personal life, your relationships. Uh, that's incredibly important. That's yeah. incredible not to feel like you're being yanked apart by all your different responsibilities if you can help it. Obviously, I know that life gets in the way sometimes and things come up that you can't necessarily help. Uh, but being able to control the things that you can control and being able to say, you know what, I don't need this in my life. It's, it's, it's not something that's going to add to the value in my life. Let me just keep that, keep that away for right now. Uh, that's incredibly important, I yeah. think. And I think that especially people my age and younger could really use some more of that in their life, I think. Uh, I know I could use it. Uh, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I know that uh, the people I've met and, and a lot of people that I know that, that could really benefit from that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, it's like identifying your core values, like things that are kind of non-negotiables. Yeah. Whether it's in business, you know, you have to make a decision whether you're going to work with a client mm-hmm. and maybe the answer is actually no even though it's like a big financial mm-hmm. like benefit like sometimes you have to make that tough decision and say hey this does not align with our like core values mm-hmm. and so like yeah. thanks so much for thinking of us but i think you're going to find something better yeah. with somebody else yeah and it's a net benefit for for both people in the end too you know you use that example of you know a company working with clients like if we're not the right fit for that person it's best for us not to work, not just for us, but for them, yeah, because exactly. we may not provide the right service that they need. Neither of us are going to be happy in the end. You know, we, we're both going to be, you know, take our ball and leave at the end of the day. Like we don't want to be here. Uh, we we weren't happy with this. You weren't happy with this. We're both worse, you know, in the end because of it. 
understanding that is important because you know that idea can be applied in so many different ways. And I think that um, while you should try things, you should push yourself out there and, and try new things. And I'm, I'm sure you would agree with that. It's important to to understand what you should be trying and what you should be putting yourself into, uh, being able to know who you are, what you want to do, and also what you don't want to do, uh, I think is incredibly important. And I hope that if anybody is listening that is my age and younger, uh, I know I could have used that whenever I was younger. And uh, I, I think a lot of people my age will hopefully resonate with that. You know, uh, it's, it's incredibly important in my opinion. Um, on a similar note, we and if we may have you know talked about this already a little bit, but like I said, I know a lot of people my age uh, and younger want to start to create uh, a lot of people want to create you know they want to be, be the youtuber they want to they want to create online content creation but it's a as we said the internet is a very uh crazy place at times and so it's hard to find that niche as you know like what you were talking about what is some advice that you would give to someone that maybe they're not necessarily with online content creation but maybe they're wanting to start that side that side hobby they they say you know my job isn't necessarily fulfilling me but i want to start something on the side uh, what is it just from your experience in your life would you advise to someone my age and younger that is wanting to do something like that? Uh, if, 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 if yeah, that absolutely. Um, I think if you're, for example, going down the route of content creation is defining your avatar, mm -hmm. your like, again, then going into the niche and kind of figuring out what that avatar is mm -hmm. of like your ideal customer, mm -hmm. like, or person that's gonna your audience uh, that's gonna watch your content like where do they shop where do they um, you know get like basically like thinking about this person on like a very granular level mm -hmm. even giving them a name and age yeah. like really honing it in um, do they like to shop at Amazon Target like you, yeah. you go that granular yeah. um, and I think it helps you like identify with that person um, so that's what I did with the beautiful mess is like kind of think about that niche um, and that person that I was gonna be addressing. Um, as far as like other fields, um, I think again, just like finding someone that's further ahead than you mm -hmm. and asking them questions, what resources were very helpful mm -hmm. to them. Uh, uh, ask them if they can, you can shadow them, like find different ways to um, walk, you know, with somebody that's a little bit further ahead. Yeah. Uh, if someone's interested in YouTube in particular, I would highly recommend Daryl Eve's book, uh, The YouTube Formula. Mm -hmm. um, that was very uh, influential in my starting my channel and uh, high, great, great resource. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You, uh, we, I, I would. It may come as no surprise to you. Uh, I am. I listen to a lot of podcasts, or at least I listen. I listen to a lot of the same podcasts. I spend a lot of time. You know, the I like to listen to. Some that, you know, mostly they're just conversations with people. I love those and oftentimes they can be very long. They'd be three, four, five hours at times. So it may not be any uh, surprise, but I'm curious to know, just as you, I would imagine you also listen to podcasts, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, and someone that hosts your very own, just what are some podcast recommendations that you would give to Ooh. just anybody? Because I hear a lot of people, and I mean, there's all kinds of different genres, so I'm not, not expecting you to rattle off a list of every single genre, but I know a lot of people that always say, yeah, I like podcasts, but I just get kind of bored of them, or like they're too long, or I don't know which ones I would like. Like, which ones would just you personally recommend if somebody walked up on the street and was like, hey, I want to get more into listening to podcasts, what would you throw out as some recommendations? Uh, I like Pat Flynn's mm -hmm. uh, content. He's, he's a great creator. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk, mm -hmm. he's, his personality, I mm -hmm. mean, Hard, hard yeah. to beat. Yeah. Uh, and then the minimalists because I, I love minimalism. Yeah. Um, 
There are some other creators. Uh, some of them are actually not active anymore, mm -hmm. but like Sarah Dietschy had a podcast. I think she's bringing it back again. And then Matt Diavella mm -hmm. has this ground up show, which yeah. again, hasn't happened in yeah. a while. But yeah, those yeah. episodes are still good. I've listened I've listened to, like I said, I mentioned I have earlier, I, I enjoy Matt's content. And a lot of the episodes, I mean, he's done like over a hundred something episodes. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of them are really good though. Exactly. Uh, so even if, even though he hasn't made a lot recently, they're still really good to go back and listen to uh, and, and check out the interviews that he does with people because he is somebody like that in a lot of ways I try to emulate. He's very, he seems very curious about a lot of things. You know, he's got, he, he knows different things about different areas, but like a lot of people he brings on very, they excel in different areas and he's just curious about what they do, what he can learn from them. Um, I think it's really cool and I try to try to emulate that as much uh, as much as I can in my life, you know. Uh, and then one other podcast, Deep Dive with Ali, mm -hmm. Ali Abdal. Um, he's another YouTuber that I love. Um, just like a super intellectual. He was actually a medical, like he has his doctorate in medical, but he realized like he loved YouTube and he was making more money at YouTube. So he ended up switching, like, yeah. even though he was a you know, medical yeah. person. Yeah. And so it's just like fascinating to, I think YouTube is really cool because you have people from all different backgrounds yeah. all, and you know how they made that you know yeah. shift into full-time on YouTube yeah. well there's something for everybody on there I mean and it, it that can be a good thing or a bad thing I mean, it's, it's like I said it's like the Wild West there's there's <laughs> all kinds of stuff out there and you never know what you're gonna get uh, but there's something for everybody and I, you know that feeling you get when you find somebody on there it's like oh this person's really authentic and genuine they they have a really un unique perspective on stuff those are like the best times because you feel like now you've you've kind of found this gym. Maybe it's maybe they're very popular. Maybe they're not as popular, but uh, you you feel like you've found this little secret. Like, oh, this is something I, I like. I, I really enjoy. I'm gonna watch, you know check out what they do. Um, yeah, I just I, I think those moments are, are really special and really fun. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Well, before we start wrapping up here, first off, just. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you, and uh, I really think that you find yourself in a very unique position because, like I said, a lot of people, they want to work in a field where they're passionate about what they do, they are fulfilled by what they do. Not that every day is going to be perfect because there's going to be good days and bad days, but a lot of people, and especially people my age and younger, as we're stepping into our professional lives and, and beginning to make careers and, and trying to uh, live a life that we're proud of, uh, trying to find that job that we, we enjoy or trying to find uh, something that drives us and that we, when we wake up we're excited to go do it. I think that's kind of like a, like a never-ending journey at some point. You know, We're always seeking that next thing and I think someone like yourself, that not that you have it all figured out, but you're, you're taking active steps to find that for yourself is very admirable and I really, really, really think that's cool and I hope that everybody who listens today really enjoyed all that you have to say. Before we go, I want to give you just the chance to uh, just to take the floor. If you want to give a shout out to somebody, if you've got anything you're working on, uh, any anything you want to say to all the people before we go, uh, the floor is yours, man. Th yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And uh, first of all, thank you so much, Daniel, for bringing me on the, yeah. the, the podcast. And uh, uh, super excited to be here at the Croft and Frost yeah. uh, building here and uh, pleasure. Uh, working with everyone. Uh, if you want to find me on social, I'm at Paul Dittis and then also at TBM show for the Beautiful Mess show. So if you want to check that podcast out, that'd be awesome. Um, but 
It's, it's been a joy and a pleasure. Lo- yeah. Love the conversation. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you. And again, for everybody out there, we'll put all the links and everything uh, down in the description. Uh, if you want to check out what Paul is doing, he's on, Are you? I know you're on LinkedIn. Are you on like Instagram, Twitter, anything like a- that? or just Any social media. Yeah. You, you name it, I'm gotcha. there. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll put all those links down there if you want to go check him out, give him a follow, uh, keep up with what Paul's going got going on uh, and the links for Beautiful Mess and everything uh, he's working on. Feel free to go check him out, uh, see what he's, what he's working on. But again, Paul, thank you so much for coming in. It has been a pleasure, and I really think that everybody's going to enjoy our conversation today. So, Thanks yeah. so much, Daniel. Yeah, no problem. Thank you all for listening. I uh, hope you really enjoyed, and I hope you will uh, join us on the next episode of The Third Seat. Thank you so much. Thank you.